Woody Womack and Mike Farrell back in action in podcast form. Mike, mm-hmm. we watched the national championship last night. Alabama wins again. Uh, big time blowout victory. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, unstoppable. What do you think? Is this uh, a crowning achievement here? Is this the best team ever? Is Mac Jones the best player ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's the, it's, it's pro- arguably – you know, the best offense ever, but we said that last year about LSU as well. So uh, I don't think it's the best team Alabama's ever had because the defense is a little bit susceptible. Um, but when they had great defenses, they had to run the ball and they had quarterbacks that game managed. And obviously they don't have that now. So I'm not going to say best ever because people love to say that stuff. I will say that it was Alabama, as usual, playing seven on seven football against somebody. It's just the way it is. The offensive line is so good get so much time uh, in the pocket clean that it's just waiting for guys to get open and that's it. It, it, It's, it's, you've seen seven on seven a billion times and that's what it reminded me of last night. There was no push except for that one play where he fumbled. There was no push and fields was getting, you know, push in his face every play. So completely different football teams and, and just the dominant performance. Your dog turning in a dominant performance at barking. You know what? My dog is so annoying <laughs> because it's probably just some idiot walking his dog right. outside. Yeah, it is. I see it. <laughs> and he doesn't even have a dog. It's just a human being. And he's barking like it's the threat of the lifetime. Yeah. And my dog, it's just it's annoying. My dog knows better than a bark. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> not on the agenda. <laughs> he didn't bark all day either. Um, I saw you put out uh, a top 25 maybe I didn't look at it (laughs) Um, top 10 I noticed a lot of people are putting Georgia number one who did you have number one I had Oklahoma number one Um, that doesn't mean I think they're going to win the national title but I had think heading into the next season the way they played on defense this year and all the weapons they've got returning and we all know it's about quarterbacks uh, and Rattler, you know, his development from, from last year to this, to, from last year to the next season should be exponential. I have Oklahoma number one. Uh, I had Georgia two, Alabama three, Clemson four, and Ohio State five. So my playoff teams are Oklahoma, um, I think Georgia or Alabama. I can't say which right now. Um, and then Clemson and Ohio State, same teams pretty much every year. Yeah, so that's been the thing that people have, that's now a talking point. Oh, is the, is the play, the play as a playoff ruin college football and can only these teams win? I mean, first of all, the same teams have, have always won, right? <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, this is not, it's not yeah. like, you know, Kansas State was winning the national championship. I'm sorry. Or West Virginia, or, you know, there have been teams that have, you know, I mean, Virginia Tech going to the national championship game. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the same idiots by walking back. Um, it, Virginia Tech's going to the national championship game. You know, we've had Michigan State in the playoff. You know, some some outliers like that. But, yeah, it, it, it's Nebraska, Miami, LSU, Oklahoma, USC, Florida. Auburn was an outlier, I guess. Alabama, 
you know, Florida State and Clemson, LSU. I mean, it's just the same teams over and over again. Ohio State, too. I forgot about them, 2014. So the playoff hasn't ruined it. And people are saying we got to break up Alabama. You know, we got to somehow put that at a disadvantage. No, everybody else has to do better. Everybody else has to put everybody in the first round. Everybody else has to win six national championships in, in 12 years or whatever it is. And, and then they'll get all the recruits and they'll win all the national championships. So, you know, parity is great, but we've never had parity in college football and it's not in the playing field. You know, I mean, Notre Dame can recruit the Ohio State does. It's just life. It's not fair, but that's the way it is. So one thing I don't think people talk enough about when they talk about Alabama is they don't just take all five stars. Like, it's not like they look at our rankings and go right down. Look at the game last night. Okay, look at Mac Jones. We were the only ones who thought Mac Jones was even a top-tier starting quarterback, like in Power Five. I mean, and people laughed at us. We (laughs) tried to get him in an all-star game, right? We were mocked in the likes that, you know, the Ryan Kellys of the world, uh, you know, we're playing in the games. And so you look at someone like him developed, you look at, you know, even Mechie who played a key role, you know, he was a four-star, but he was not the top of the, the pack. I mean, Landon Dickerson was a cast off from Florida state. Right. Deontay Jones was not a heavily ranked, highly ranked kid. A Barrymore, you know, we could talk about him. Somehow another Pennsylvania player uh, under right. Yeah, he was, a, he was a four. It's hard to find threes, but it's not like, you know, everybody's a top 20 player. And and the Mac Jones thing, the whole, you know, this narrative around the country, I know it ticks you off too, that he's a, he was an add-in to the class, a three-star kid and blah, blah. This isn't Kyle Trask we're talking about here. This wasn't a find. Um, you know, I was asked about that today. You know, it was Sarkeesian an analyst at Alabama when Mac Jones went to camp? I'm like, I don't know and I don't care. Mac Jones had a bunch of offers, committed to Kentucky. Uh, Alabama pursued him heavily because everybody wanted the kid. And, you know, Trask didn't play a down as a starter in, in high school. So they, they all want to do the underdog thing with him, but we know it's not true. Now, the funny thing is that picture that you dug up that I tweeted today of Mac and Trevor. Trevor's two years younger in that picture. Right, and he's towering over Mac. And Mac looks 10, and he's a junior. <laughs> he literally looks 10. So, so anybody who says you guys suck at evaluating or whatever, like try to take what, what that picture is of Mac Jones and project him to a high candidate, 10th first rounder, national championship quarterback. Try it. Because we did it. 159 country, four star. Everybody else had him lower. I think it was 399 someplace else. And 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 look at him. I mean, you know, you got to really watch him. And we saw him at every camp and and we evaluated him properly. But this whole underdog thing, no. Mac Jones has always been like super confident kid and a very talented quarterback. Yeah, and I think what happened with Mac, if you remember, because uh, he probably wasn't on your radar, and I, I had that tweet, uh, you know, that that went viral, of uh, the screenshot of him saying, "Why doesn't Woody Womack follow me?" <laughs> yeah, who whose is that? Whose screenshot is that? That's from the Rivals Camp account. Oh, it is okay. 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, I met him like a month later. So people were like, oh, I bet you wish you followed him now. I'm like, yeah, I did like <laughs> 10 million interviews with him that you can find on the right, was in few rivals camps. Right. You know? So, uh, but he was like 5'11". Okay. So Mac was this tiny kid. Uh, he was playing seven on seven. He was on Pro Impact with, you know, with Sean Wade, with... Uh, Tyreek Johnson, a couple other really good players. Tolliver, maybe? Yeah, Kevin. It might have been like, yeah, in the early days. But and they had wide receivers that went to, to places. And it was kind of like, you know, Rob and I were like, man, you know, this kid's pretty good. And I remember Rob talking, oh, what should we rank him? We rank him a three-star. And then he would just send us kids that <laughs> other quarterbacks he would screenshot their profiles and be like i'm not better than this guy this guy's really better than me like he's not committed anywhere uh and eventually he worked his way up but then from the his sophomore year to his junior year i mean he shot up he grew several inches probably two or three he added weight and all of a sudden he started to look like a big time quarterback you know like when he committed early to kentucky you might not, you might have thought by looking at him, who knows if he's gonna, it's if that's even gonna stick. So, you know, he was an underdog because uh, p- other people in this industry refused to acknowledge him and actually evaluate him. But from our perspective, like, and you could go back and check my tweets. I mean, you know, we we advocated for him strongly, and you know, how many rivals camp awards did he? He, he won. He he did the classic like. Hey, I won the MVP in Orlando. Now I'm going to drive to the camp in Atlanta and go win the MVP there. Um, which we've only seen a few kids do that over the years, you know, Tyron Johnson types. So and we had the quarterback events back then as well. And he was at, you know, every one of those. And we had the one in Maryland. He won uh, that. Maybe yeah, I mean, he was just, he was everywhere. He, he was just a competitive kid and, and, you know, physically did he jump off the paper no but you know once you see him that many times and had we not had the quarterback events back then we we would have seen him probably you know two or three times we got to see him probably double digit times um and you get to evaluate somebody more and more and more so you know i I just don't like everybody gravitates towards the lowest ranking when they want a story or the highest ranking when they want to tell a story you know, and that's what they're doing with, with Matt, you know, oh, three star crazy to go into his class. You know, he didn't care. He, he, he thought to a stunk. Yeah. He, he definitely <laughs> remember? I remember he thought, <laughs> he, he thought to was bad. And then I remember when he got there yeah. and then he was kind of like, yeah, you know what? He's not bad. <laughs> He's not that bad. <laughs> um, he was like, he wasn't afraid of Tua. He was I like, know, oh, he's this kid. I remember we had the five-star challenge and Tua was supposed to come because you remember we invited Tua that year and it was like going to be too hard for him to come from Hawaii for like three days to fly halfway across the globe. And Tua didn't come. And, you know, Mac was like, he's ducking me. <laughs> he is. See, Mac did it in a way, Rosen did it in a way that turned people off. And Mac did it in a way where it was funny and people right. liked him. And that's the difference. You know, Rosen, I loved Rosen, but man, he was like serious that people suck. Like Deshaun Watson sucks. Um, 
Mac would make fun of Trevor, but you know, he still knew he was good and he did it in a way where people still liked him. So I was happy for him for sure. And, and Tony, whatever his name is, I don't know how to pronounce his last name at the Alabama site, but he was right. Cause I thought Bryce Young would win the job this year. Yeah. Uh, Sukalas. Sukalas. <laughs> is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the emphasis should be on the K-A is where the accent would be if it was in Greek, but it would be like Tsukalas, uh, but I don't know. But I will tell you that, again, it's seven-on-seven seven football. Well, it's not well, football. So let's talk about Alabama next year. You mentioned Bryce. He didn't look good. I'm sure he's going to be good and fine, but he didn't look good in any of the games he played in this year. If you watch Garbage Time, you know, I, I love watching Garbage Time. Um, well, you got money on it, right? Exactly, but I mean, I just wasn't super. I just was never like, oh man, look at Bryce as the second coming. Like, I know I like Bryce a lot, and I think I might have even voted for him over DJ in the final rankings. Maybe he'll be more comfortable when he's got a year under his belt and he gets to have more of an off season. But uh, I don't know. I was a little. I just have a weird feeling about it. Yeah, well, again, there was no spring. There was no fall. He's a freshman. Um, you know, we thought as a five-star and the number two player in the country or whatever he ended up being, you know, he'd make more of an impact. And, and you know, to his credit, he's not jumping in the portal. He's waiting his turn. And uh, I think he'll be good. There's so many questions. That's why I have Alabama third. I mean, they're probably going to go undefeated and win the national championship again next year. It's stupid to have them third dumb but I'm dumb sometimes but they got to replace Najee they got to replace Devonta Smith they got to replace Jalen Waddle they got to replace Leatherwood they got to replace Dickerson they've got to replace Mac Jones they got to replace Shane. they got they got to replace so many guys that are going to go in the first two rounds of the draft but that's every year and then right. they just reload but there's so many questions now you know you don't have Devontae and Jalen Waddle replacing Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. You don't. I mean, you someone have, will emerge. But you, you have Nietzsche and you have, you know, Javon Baker is supposed to be, Javon Baker is supposed to be the right. guy, you know, like, I mean, you know, Devontae Smith's freshman year, he had like eight catches. So, uh, right. You don't know if those guys, like Devontae had, had like, you know, he had a great season his junior year. So you knew. And Jalen Waddle showed, his explosiveness numerous times uh his, his freshman year so you don't have those guys that you know are 100 percent going to be studs um so that's why i have them third but you know betting against alabama is just it's stupid and, and i i don't think i've ever done it you know like against the spread or anything like that because it's just dumb um some guy bet five hundred thousand dollars with the money line for Ohio State, you know, and, and again, the way the defense plays, the defense is good. It's not as good as some of the ones they've had in the past, but the first play of the game, there's three guys gang tackling Trey Sermon, and he's getting hit like he's never been hit. Nobody hit him like that all season long, and I'm not saying that was the difference in the game, or I'm not saying that, you know, they, they broke his collarbone because they hit so hard. I'm just saying you could tell the first play of the game that they were going to hit you hard 
And that's Alabama football. They come fast and they hit hard. And, you know, Ohio State didn't have anything like that defense. So one of the talking points that we're kind of hearing a lot, of course, during the game, I mean, if you would have played a drinking game for how many times Kirk Herbstreet said Steve Sarkeesian, <laughs> you would have been wasted by the end of the first quarter. Um, my question is, do you think now we've got, you know, 11 months until signing day, can he make a run at Quinn Ewers at this point? Like, can he say, look, look what my offense just did to Ohio State. Look, you know, you're more physically gifted than Mac Jones. This can be you. I mean, can he make that pitch? And will mm -hmm. Ewers listen? He can. He, and Ewers will listen, but I don't know if he flips. But I know he's going to listen. I mean, he wanted to go to Texas. That was why he committed initially. Um, he's got to get to know Sarkeesian. He's got to get to know the new staff. You know, there, there's some talent at quarterback at Ohio State that, you know, C.J. Stroud is going to be the guy, I think, that jumps in. And, you know, he's going to have a good year next season and put up big numbers because we know the Ohio State defense is going to be great. You know, and, and I don't know if that's going to be the case at Texas right away. Um, so I think you could see a, a better path to playing time at Texas and maybe flip. But I think Sarkeesian makes it interesting because he can make a case for developing Mac Jones. Um, you know, and Haskins doesn't help Ryan Day, which is unfortunate because Ryan Day did a great job with Haskins and made him a star and a first rounder. But, you know, the negative recruiting is going to come out and say, you know, that guy stinks in the NFL and this guy, they don't produce NFL quarterbacks and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and I think that will come to rest when Fields is taken second by the Jets. They don't take them second, they're stupid. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I think this could get interesting then. So, so you know how it is when a new coach gets hired. It's going to be all about, like, the imaginary off-season momentum. Like, if he can go and get some commits, get some guys, get anybody. I mean, I would go out and I'd push whoever – the top five dudes you want in 2022 are uncommitted to get in the class. And if you can start getting that momentum going, then I think you're going to have a shot. Now, the other thing is there might be another quarterback that Sark likes in 2022. I mean, obviously yours is, is viewed by us and by many as, you know, a, an elite kind of no brainer guy. Now you and I haven't seen him in person, so I'm not necessarily on the hype train yet on him, but, uh, I think that Texas is going to be able to ride some of this wave. I saw, you know, Ketchum and other people tweeting how excited they were. I mean, multiple teams won national championships. <laughs> Texas won last night. Texas A&M fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen a team brag about losing by 30 points more in my life. Well, I mean, they lost. The, it was the same identical score. Cool. Same I, identical score. Okay, well, that help doesn't help Texas A&M at all. Their argument was that they were, you know, better than Notre Dame, and guess what? Notre Dame only lost by seventeen. So does that mean, you know, like I don't? <laughs> Nobody won last night except for Alabama. Everybody else lost. Yeah, but and you Sarkeesian, saw it. You it, saw it on Twitter, right? No, I know. I it don't. I don't pay attention to that garbage. It's like Sarkeesian is Kiffin. You know, Kiffin 
called a tremendous game when OJ Howard, you know, uh, made his impact and, and, you know, they won the national championship with Kiffin calling plays and, you know, he didn't get the big job because he had already had two of them, but Kiffin is at Ole Miss and he's doing okay, but it's, it's a tough challenge. Texas is easier, but it's a tough challenge. So, you know, Sarkeesian had the number one recruiting class in 2015 in the country, according to rivals.com. He can recruit. He will get players there. And I think he can develop, but I thought Tom Herman could too. And Tom Herman had a pretty good resume at Ohio State before he took the Houston job. So what do I know? All I know is that Alabama wins and they're going to win every year. And as long as Nick Saban's the coach there, they're going to continue to recruit at a high level, produce first rounders and kill people. That's it. Now, one thing that happened while we were on our uh, hiatus was Jim Harbaugh got his extension basically, I don't know, for half as much money with a bunch of incentives. Um, yeah. Were you kind of surprised by that? I mean, obviously he doesn't have an agent, so he might've been, you know, Harbaugh is super weird. I think that's the thing that people don't realize is he's very weird and odd and maybe a little bit old school. And maybe he's, Oh, I'll earn it. You know, let me prove whatever. Um, well, he's already, he's a millionaire 18 times over. I mean, geez. yeah, well, okay. <laughs> you know, that's... and they, they weren't going to pay him what they paid him before because it's, he's proven that he can't do what they want him to do. To me, it was kind of a lazy reboot. Like we've seen this movie before. It was average, but let's make a sequel. I don't know why. Which movie would you compare that to? That's a good one. Cause I'm trying to think of a bad movie that had a bad sequel. Like, uh, what's that movie with the robot okay. from 100 years ago? The worst the worst sequel was The Hangover, too, but I thought The Hangover was a pretty good movie, so. Uh, it was. I'm talking, like, 80s movies, like Mannequin, which sucked, and then they had a <laughs> Mannequin 2. I don't even or, know. <laughs> or the one with the stupid robot and, and the... Uh, like they, they, they made sequels back then of movies that were just horrendous. And well, who, that's who, what this is. What's it? Who, Johnny Five? Who's the robot? <laughs> what was it? I, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. I'm going to Google it. What are Hold you going to Google? The movie with the robot? <laughs> 80s movie with robot. It'll come up. Watch. Google's amazing. Short Circuit. Oh, yeah, that's Johnny Five, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucked. And the sequel sucked. Let me ask you a question. Don't you think that Johnny Five looks exactly like the robot from uh, the Pixar movie? Uh, what was it called? What was the Pixar robot movie? <laughs> that I don't know. He looks kind Wally. of like an E.T. version of a robot. I think yeah. that's what they were going for. He looks like Wally. I'm telling you. Google Wally. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, let's just say that a short circuit one didn't need to happen. And certainly a short circuit two didn't. And that's what Michigan football is right now is like, what's he going to do? All those incentives, throw them out the window. I got to win my division. Not going to happen. I got to go to the playoff. Not going to happen. I got to win the big 10. Not going to happen. I got to win the national championship. Not going to happen. There's a team and their name is Ohio state. You're never going to beat them. You're never going to be better than them because they recruit better than you and they coach better than you. But 
we'll keep you because we're too lazy to try to find someone else who might bring some energy into this program because Harbaugh brought energy at first and now he's a sleepy, sleepy, content human being I mean, to the, me. The buyout, yeah, the buyout doesn't seem to be too much either, so. No, it's nothing. I mean, and, and again, there's nothing to lose here, money-wise. If he stinks next year, it's a $4 million buyout, which is nothing. And then after that, it's like $3 million. So you can get rid of them. But are they ever going to fire Harbaugh? Like, now would be the opportunity to say, you know what, Jim, we're going to let you step away. Go take your NFL job someplace. Um, we're going to step away, too. And we won't embarrass you by firing you. Yeah, I now think they got to fire. Well, we'll see if he can bounce back. I think he might want to leave on a high note also. Um, yeah, well, he's got till two, 2025 to beat Ohio State. And they are about, I would say, if this was a 100-meter race, they're about 60 meters behind at least when it comes to recruiting. So unless Jim Harbaugh's Usain Bolt, it's not happening, period. Yeah, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a big – you know, based on the people they're bringing in, despite their excellent showings at the seven-on-seven seven All-American game. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, listen, I live in New England. He's recruiting the heck out of New England. Yeah, but it's not a way to win. Last time I checked, Boston College and UConn have not been hoisting national championships. Yeah, college football hotbed. Um, <laughs> another story. We're going to make this a short episode because I want to take a nap. Uh, <laughs> Another yeah, story you sound that, so tired and you're lagging too. Once you see this play back, you're going to realize you're lagging. But you're lagging. You uh, sound so tired and lagging. It's like double lagging. Sorry, I couldn't sleep. I told you I couldn't sleep last night. I was too excited about Matt. Um, but, <laughs> okay. I'm not, gonna, I'm not a hairstylist. So sorry, I'm not going to drink bang energy drink. Um, <laughs> I do that in my part time. You didn't know? <laughs> I could totally see you being a colorist, you know, they put the little tin foil in women's hair. And have, uh, a, have my seventh bang of the day. So uh, the Tennessee situation, just a disaster and not a lot of good. detail. Well, not a lot of details are coming out. So we know they're being investigated by themselves. This is not the NCA investigating. And this is one of those things where and the rumors are, oh, they're trying to get rid of Pruitt. You know, they're trying to get it out of the bio. The problem is, I mean, I, I think if the violations are what they're supposed to be, I think he could get fired. I don't think they're getting out of the bio, though. They might have to, they might be able to negotiate it down some. But then what do you do? They, they hired Kevin Steele today. Who was right. Like, so the, fire, the hiring freeze is gone. Well, I mean, uh, that's what's the weird part is like, did, did, Pruitt hire Kevin Steele or did Philip Fulmer hire Kevin Steele? You know, <laughs> this is and clearly, there's no doubt about this. Okay. There, there, there's no doubt. This is an attempt to reduce the buyout. That's it. Right. There's no doubt they're, they want him gone. They don't want to pay. So they're trying to, you know, internally dig, and find some stuff where they can terminate him for cause and then go to court and see what they can do when it comes to saving some of that buyout. Now, that's messy and ugly, 
and and you know it's a little bit embarrassing when you get to that point um but you know this is going to happen he's not going to be the head coach next season that's that's clear they're trying to get rid of him so but who are they going to hire that's the big thing because the hiring has been such a nightmare too it's been an embarrassing public rejection fest it's been like like it's like asking a girl out at a dance and having her say no in front of the whole class and then asking five others and they say no too it's like it's been embarrassing so who are they going to hire oh i think it's almost too late now it's like if if you fire him you're either going to have to make kevin Steele like an interim one-year coach or do that with someone like T. Martin, who everyone says, you know, all, all the media reports are, T's gone. They're not going to renew his contract. And I'm like, well, has anyone told him that? Because, I mean, he, he's still doing his job in recruiting and talking to transfers. And I mean, what's NFL guys they could hire? As the head coach? Yes, absolutely. Which would be, I think, some pretty good hires as well. My boy, um, my boy Joe Brady, or is he going to have an NFL job? <laughs> Joe Brady would get potentially hired back in college. He could win. He could get an NFL job as well. But they could hire a um, Eric Bieniemy. No who, way. He's going to get a real job. He's going to not. He's not. Everybody keeps saying that. When? When the playoffs are over, he's probably already got a job. Like, have you noticed none of these That's jobs? They said last over? year. Why do you think none of these jobs have been filled, Mike, in the NFL? Because they're waiting. I get it. But right. I'm the enemy should have been hired last year. I I wanted Colorado to hire him. I said that at the time. Well, that's not really a place. <laughs> I know he's from there and played there, but that's not a place with a tremendous future to go and you know build your your legacy. Have I mean, they won more? <laughs> have they won a national championship more recently than Georgia? Yes. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's mean. But it's that's a, mean. Is it true though? True, but it's mean. When did they win? In the nineties? Ninety-one. Let's see, Colorado football national championship. Yeah, that was. Uh, they split one. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah, didn't they split it with Michigan though? Georgia Tech. Oh man, another Georgia. Georgia. Arrival of, uh, and then of course they were in the, they were in the BCS conversation back in like 2001 or whenever in the Big 12. Anyway, my point is, if you fire Pruitt, you might as well just wait and do like the long game search, like, like the year that Mullen and Chip Kelly got hired. Remember when McElwain got fired mid year, uh, Jim Moore got fired mid year, and all those schools were working behind the scenes the whole time. Because you're going to be terrible anyway. So why hire a coach hastily who's going to piece together a team? Because if they if they fire Pruitt, more guys are going to leave, right? They're going to lose more transfers. I, I still think there's a lot of talented people out there that they could hire that wouldn't be a step backwards, would be a step forward. Right, but Bien-Ami, would- of course, let's say enemy has got a job. And let's say Robert Sala has a job already, too. Because that guy's awesome. Um, you could hire Doug Peterson. <laughs> but here's what's going to happen, Mike. Uh, Josh McDaniels. 
this is almost like classic Tennessee. They hire one of those people. They come in. They're going to have a terrible season with a terrible team that they didn't build. Okay. They're going to go four and eight. Right. And then they're they're not going to give them enough time. I get it. Then they're not going to be able to get any recruits. And then they're going to be ready to fire them immediately. And then here we go again. That's what I'm saying. If you fire Pruitt, you just got to punt the year and say, you know, we're we're going to go try to get every person. We're going to work behind the scenes and do it. But I just think like, it's just not good, man. It's it. And we, it's weird because we shouldn't talk about them, but it's like everyone is interested in it. It's like <laughs> Florida State's been going through the same thing for a few years where it's like almost the train wreck people want to talk about. Yeah. Well, and again, I think if if there is a quality coach, I think making a move now, since you're trying to get rid of them, would be okay. I'm not saying go on somebody you're not going to commit to or somebody that doesn't have the the juice to be a five-year guy there, you know, like I think a B enemy would be given time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're naming off like the hottest NFL coaching candidate for a second tier SEC job. Like sure. Well, Joe Brady, Joe Brady would also be given time too. Well, if they could hire Urban Meyer, they'd be in great shape, but I mean, well, no, not- I mean, I'm not talking the Gruden pie in the sky stuff. I mean, the enemy wasn't hired last year. There's a chance he might not be hired this year, which would be ridiculous. If he's not hired this year, the NFL needs to do like some type of serious like diversity. Well, they've already done that and it doesn't work because it comes down to the owners who make these decisions and there's still three minority coaches in the NFL. That's it. Three. Right. And, and, you know, urban Myers already locked into Jacksonville if he wants it and they can interview as many people as they want to make it look like they're trying to diversify, but they're not, you know, so there's a chance Eric Bienemy could not get a coaching job in the NFL this year. I still think you're like, I still think there's just no way he would consider Tennessee as, as, as a... Well, and, and I, I get that because it is kind of a dumpster fire, but they have tremendous facilities. They have tremendous fans. They have tradition. The recruiting territory isn't horrible because they border Georgia and they can recruit in the Southeast. It's an attractive job. Um, you know, Jeremy Pruitt was a question mark because of his personality and that's why it was an interesting hire because he didn't get along with people at florida state he didn't get along with people at georgia he didn't get along with people in alabama that's just fact sorry you know and 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 if anybody wants to take that up with me well, i think well i can see i can tell you uh i can speak firsthand for the difficulty yes. about getting along with jeremy pruitt so well, and again, I'm not talking about myself. Jeremy Crow has been great to me. Came on our show, blah, blah, blah. No well, issue right, with him. I mean, Mark, he, you know, the Mark Richt issue. At, you know, well, you, yeah. Well, you know the Florida State issue. You know the right. Alabama issue. I mean, we all know the issue. So that's why it was an interesting hire. Butch Jones was like, okay, let's take this guy from the Mac, who's, you know, our sixth choice. Let's get well, him. And Butch you know. did a good job of taking them from total disaster to respectable. But then that last year, they went off a cliff. They're recruiting like tank the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, and they got too smart for their own good and started well, like people like J- Jacob Phillips walk to LSU. I mean, he's, 
you also couldn't develop players. I mean, everybody went there, became mediocre, and these weren't mediocre talents, you know? Well, but yeah. I think it's an attractive job for a Joe Brady. If, if I'm Joe Brady and I'm offered the Tennessee job, I'm looking at it. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree. I, I, uh... well, you've got the enemy on this higher level, and, and I get it, but. Okay. Well, you're the, one told me that, you're the one who told me that Joe Brady wouldn't be considered for NFL jobs, and he's had multiple interviews. Uh, so, well, of course, they're going to interview people. I'm not saying, I said he wouldn't get an NFL job. This okay, year. we'll see. I'd hire him. To, I'd hire him right now. I'd fire Pruitt and hire him tomorrow. No, I'm, college is different. I didn't say college. I said NFL. I'd hire him. McVeigh is the exception to the rule when you're talking about a, a young coach. This kid's 31 years old. You're handing an NFL franchise to him. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, college-wise, he's got a lot of cachet because of what he did at LSU, and people are giving him credit for that national title, especially the way they look this season. I think you can get a big college job for sure, but not an NFL one. And I think Eric Bieniemy should be hired, and I think he should be the number one target of four or five NFL program, uh, uh, franchises. I'm I'm just not convinced that these morons in the NFL, who keep retreading the same idiotic coaches over and over again, are going to pull the trigger this year when they should. No, I'm with you. Hopefully, you know I think he'd be a great fit in uh, San Diego with Herbert. Uh oh, my connection is unstable. Uh, oh, it's been unstable since the beginning, bro. All right. Well, listen, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up there. I want to keep it short anyway, because uh, a lot of stuff will be dated, but we'll be, want to edit the whole thing. <laughs> we'll be back with regular episodes. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, uh, and we'll be back. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yeah.